This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You might assume we're both good at presenting to a live audience because of this podcast. But at the end of the day, when we record, it really feels like we're just talking to one another. Presenting information in person in a formal setting to a large audience is something that still makes us really nervous. To prepare for a live speaking event we're hosting together, we turn to our masterclass subscription to not only refine our presentation skills, but to build our confidence in a different kind of public speaking capacity. Between Robin Roberts, Hillary Clinton, and Kevin Hart's expertise, our confidence skyrocketed. This year, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Don't just talk about improving. Masterclass helps you actually do it. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master negotiate with Chris Voss, think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or plan your dream wedding with celebrity event planner Mindy Wise, Masterclass has you covered. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like our latest aha moments from Robin Roberts' effective and authentic communication class that we watched before our event presentation. She taught us how to establish a genuine connection with the audience from the start. I'll always be a little nervous before presenting, but Masterclass prepared us in a way that dialed my nerves down and gave me tools to ground myself. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. And right now, our listeners get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Get 50% off right now at masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Masterclass.com slash shrinkchicks. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hey, Jen. Hey, Em. How are you today? You know, I'm doing okay. I got my latte. Is it a pumpkin spice latte? Sure is. Sure is. You know? I think one of the coolest things is reclaiming being a basic bitch. I really appreciate that. You know, people were shitting on it for a long time. Let's reclaim that name. Well, I just think be honest about who you are. (laughs) You know, I'm just being very honest and authentic about who I am. And I am basic. (laughs) As is your butthole after every single one of those that you drink. (laughs) Yeah. What do they put in those? Hard to say. But it is hilarious for you. (laughs) You're the healthiest person I know, Jennifer. Okay. (laughs) First of all, it's been so long since I saw you. It's been about uh, a solid 13 hours. How are you? (laughs) Wow. Wow. I mean, I had a nice rest. And I woke up and we started texting again. <laughs> you know what's so funny is like, okay, so today's episode is going to be about romantic breakups. You know, I know we just talked about friendship breakups a few weeks ago. We were talking a little bit about romantic breakups. A few people had some questions about that. One of the reasons we just saw each other is because we are in the process of getting our new Philly location up and running. So we were in the office. We just we just built side tables all day yesterday. It's our favorite. We we could be and couches. Yeah. We could be task rabbits. If you well, don't know, I know. what task rabbits are, you hire them <laughs> to like do different tasks around your house. But we have become we have done this business for almost nine years now. 
We have become many offices so incredible, incredible at building furniture. Yes. Just amazing. All day just building side tables, right? But you know what the funny part I was thinking about? If you want me to see how I wrap this up into romantic breakups. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm prepared. There is still a part of me that every time we do something successful, I'm like, I hope my high school boyfriend sees this. Like, I don't care about this person. I've never thought about him since. It is totally in a spiteful way. But sometimes I think, no matter what, you want people that you've fallen out for to to see you doing well. Like, I I won the breakup. Well, I think I think that probably comes up the most, too, if like you were the one broken up with. Right. Where I that, was like, hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So if you're the one being broken up, with, you want to be like, well, I'm going to come back so fucking strong so that you regret this. Yes. And do you think that your high school boyfriend regrets it now? No, I don't, th- <laughs> I don't think he cares. <laughs> I don't think he's thought about me. I he went to college. I was still in high school. He was two years older. I essentially begged him to stay with me. Yeah. Uh, he I, he actually said the phrase to me, Emily, have you a girlfriend? Your freshman year is like bringing sand to the beach. There's just no point. And so I essentially did continue to make wow. him keep oh, seeing me. And I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. No, no, no. You don't he's want this. Deep, yeah. He's a deep thinker. I understand. It's, yeah. He that told me a... someone told him that. <laughs> so he just cheated on me his, the entire year. Right. Yeah, that happens. As soon as. And then did you get like the Thanksgiving breakup where like he came home on Thanksgiving and you had the talk? Yeah, so he broke up with me, and then his friends called me and told me, okay, his best friend from college called mm-hmm. me and was like, just so you know, he's been sleeping, I just found out he's been sleeping with my girlfriend the whole time. And uh, yeah, they like called me on break, and I was like, I, I guess we're broken up now, <laughs> and then he never talked to me again. Wait, so he didn't even break up with you? He just cheated on you, you found out, and then you never had the conversation? To be fair, though... I refuse to hear any other time he did try to break up with me, if I'm being right. honest, right? Okay. Like, All right? Like I had said in previous episodes, no one had ever described me as chill, especially in high school. And so I'm pretty sure he directly and indirectly tried very hard to end the relationship. But right. I just wasn't, I wasn't accepting that as an answer. I love that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say? Really? That feels very on brand, not in, not in relation, but just like, I'm not taking no for an answer. You going after exactly what you want. So I really think that's on brand for you. Yeah, but then people then just end up cheating on you or right, doing whatever they want right, when you right. refuse I think there's, to see it. I think there's some maybe areas you can use that in a little more productively, yeah. which I think you cha- you have channeled it so incredibly well. <laughs> for business. For, for business, business. For business. Right. I made you start this private practice. That wasn't yes. an option. I and forced you, know you into what? that. You didn't. You did not take no for an answer. <laughs> Were you I, cheating I on me? I could have cheated time? on you with an agency, but I decided. You could, but you didn't. I decided not to. So I love it. You really, you really turned that around. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. So let's talk about romantic breakups. Yes. I hope yours has been was better than my experience because we have a lot of different questions. Jen, tell me, what was your most difficult breakup? Can I just say what <laughs> I was a serial dater. Yeah. Serial. I would take maybe like a few months off back into a okay, relationship. And then I was yeah. a relationship girl. Yeah. So after so many breakups, you get numb to them after a while. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have like your most like, for yeah, mine I think, it was, I yeah, the, high school going to college. Most, it was horrific. The most painful ones were, were very early on because I think the first breakup 
is so painful because it's like it's like experiencing something you've never experienced before. Right. And so when you experience that pain of and you know it's happening, right, like you can feel them pulling away. It immediately turned me into my like avoidant attachment self before that. I wasn't always in that place. <laughs> well, it's like when you well, when you're the one who's choosing to do the ending, you've had so, you've had months and weeks yes. to process and already grieve and acceptance because yes. you have already like they're like, you know, you've when I see there. it come, but I for, yes, for you've a been long there. time. Exactly. So then you get to the time where you actually do the breaking up and they're like, why are you, why don't you care? Why don't you feel anything? You're like, oh no, I, cause I actually already felt all this about six months ago. Yeah. But then you can have the same thing happen to you where someone's breaking up with you and you're like, why are they not as devastated as me? Often it's because they already grieved. And I think what comes with that is when you're feeling that from them, like, why aren't they as upset? You know, you go through all of these thoughts in your head, like, was this whole relationship a lie? Like, did they always, how long were they feeling this for, right? That there's mm-hmm. all this betrayal and mistrust and mistrust in the relationship and mistrust within yourself of like reading those cues of like, how did I not know they had just told me all of these things and then all of a sudden they're turning around and breaking up with me. But maybe they were thinking about this for a really long yeah. time. There are so many thoughts that I think go through your head that are really hard to grapple with. And I think, you know, loss of trust within yourself is also a big one on top of loss of trust within the other person, because you're like, how did I not see this? Right? Because you don't have control over the other person breaking up with you. What you have control over is yourself. And so you start beating yourself up. Like, should I have done something different? Should I have noticed this sooner? If I had If I didn't say that like weird thing that I said the other day, would they have still broken up with me? And the answer is yes. Yes, they would have. It had nothing to do with that weird thing you said the other day. Yes. (laughs) So um, my hardest breakup, I would say it was probably the ones earlier on because, you know, I had uh, never experienced a breakup before. And let's I just want to validate the fact that breakups are so painful. Yeah. Like so incredibly painful. I think, you know, for the one who's doing the breaking up with, they're painful, I think, in maybe a slower process. And it's more, you're not really talking about it, right? It's not this like dramatic ending in the same way. It's more of like the slow burn that gets to this place where you're like, okay, I finally worked up the nerve and I'm finally confident in the decision of I no longer want to be in this relationship anymore. Whereas if you're being broken up with, It is more of this like intensity in the moment, wasn't expecting this pain that you are left with. Ooh, and that pain is so difficult to just sit with, right? And that's the thing is like, what do I, that's what a lot of people want to know is like, what do I do with it? I'm sitting here and I'm in so much pain. How the hell do I get over this? And I've got to promise you, as much as it feels good to just fuck someone else or get really drunk or burn all their shits. It's not actually going to do the immediate gratification you're looking for. Right. I mean, I mean I've tried. I mean, too. I tested it for you. You don't have to do that. In fact, going out and screwing a ton of people will not make you actually feel that much better. I was cheated on in um, college. I was cheated on like a million times, right? <laughs> so when got my one in college say about us yeah you know i wasn't i don't know if i wasn't putting out or whatever it was wasn't putting out putting out what year (laughs) (laughs) but in college when i was cheated on i was so pissed i sold (laughs) i sold (laughs) his xbox on facebook (laughs) 
How much did you get for it? I don't know. Just I got the uh, satisfaction of everyone knowing that I was selling his Xbox on Facebook. Did it make you feel better? No. Never does. You know, I think it made me feel a little bit. It, it, it gave me a sense of like having power over the situation that I was powerless yeah. of. And so I think that that small, you know, satisfaction of it was helpful in the moment. Mm-hmm. But no, in the end selling the ex I, I definitely got some money for it though so yeah i bet you did so, and he doesn't need money in college <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i just needed a few more things at the dining hall she wasn't put out but she was putting out that xbox all right let's get to listener questions <laughs> <This is> beautiful <laughs> Anyone else feeling like the mental load of making dinner, the planning, the shopping, the prep, figuring out the timing? It's a little heavy to carry, huh? Same. That's why I am so grateful for Hungry Root. The food quality, simple recipes, true tastiness, and delivery right to my door is truly a game changer. When getting started, you take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know you, what you like to eat, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to use. So you can sit back, relax, and offload the many steps of meal planning. Each order is fully customizable so you can take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, healthy snacks, smoothies, sweets, ready meals, kids' snacks and meals, vitamins, supplements, much more. My favorite item from my latest box was the honey citrus chopped salad, lemon pepper chicken, and the four cheese tortellini. You gotta try it for yourself. Everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash ShrinkChicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. A really fun fact about me that you might not know is that if I let my hair dry natural, it is a frizzball mess, which is one of the many reasons I absolutely love pros. I truly never thought that I would be able to embrace my natural hair texture. Ever since I switched to a custom hair routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Less frizzy hair, yes, but beyond that too. My hair is shinier, healthier, and so much more manageable. Filming the podcast every week makes checking out my hair unavoidable, and I felt so much more confident on camera thanks to pros. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do. The custom shampoo and conditioner combo, plus the hydrating leave-in conditioner and hair oil keeps the frizz at bay. It also makes for the smoothest blowout. People keep asking me if I got my hair cut or went to the salon, which is of course the highest compliment. Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're certified B Corp cruelty free and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. I use this feature when I moved to my temporary house in New Jersey, back to my house house post construction project in Pennsylvania. Environmental factors like water source is something that pros takes into consideration with their customization 
location. So it was very cool that I had the ability to update my location. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin, and they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash chicks. So you get a free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash chicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash chicks. How to grieve when you were good friends before losing both. Mm. Okay. Let me just say, I think this is a, you know, anytime you get into a relationship with a friend, that is always the risk, right? Like, you know, that once you've crossed that line, that there is that risk of if this doesn't work out, then the whole relationship is not going to work out. Especially if it's like one from a friend group, right? Oh, that is a hard one. Because your friends and are everyone, still friends with and them. And everyone in the group is like, oh, man, I really uh, hope this works out. And then when it doesn't, they're like, oh, shit, I told you so. <laughs> Wait, can we can we take a pause to talk about our I told you so moments? We were having a conversation the other day about how anytime in business, <laughs> if like something goes right or if something goes wrong, Emily and I love to say to each other, oh, well, I, I had a feeling that was going to happen. I told you so. I knew we should have hired her. She was amazing. <laughs> But oh, we I just, knew we shouldn't have we, bought that couch. Horrific, horrific, terrible. Fell right through it. <laughs> pure just guesses that has not happened. Pure, pure guesses. Uh, pure guesses has it. But we love to believe that we're reading a situation correctly. So yes. if we bring this back to <laughs> somehow bring this back to uh, romantic breakups, is that you know if your friends are saying, "Oh, I had a feeling that this wasn't going to work out," or like, "I knew that this wasn't going to be good." You know, I think that when we talk about anything, we say that getting into any relationship is a risk. When you're getting into a relationship with a friend, it's a different type of risk. You are risking your the fact that this isn't going to work out uh, between the two of you uh, in a romantic sense. You're also risking your friendship um, and you're risking the dynamics in the friend group if you guys are intertwined in this friend group. So how to grieve? It makes it more complicated. It definitely makes the grief more complicated. It definitely changes dynamics within your friendships. I also think there's opportunity to give it some time, you know, and come back to the relationships in the friend group. Your relationship with that person will most likely never be the same, Ooh. which is which can be really, That's, really hard. Yeah. So so I guess I guess something to think about. It doesn't about. mean it can't be good. It doesn't mean you it can't be good. You have to move good. on to a different version of it. Exactly. And I think. I think that's something to think about is, you know, if it's a different version of it, what are the things that were in your friendship that you are grieving? Like what what specifically in your friendship do you no longer feel like you have? Can you build that in other relationships? Can you give it time for your relationship with that person to reset, even though it'll never be the same? Because right now you might be very early on with this grief, and sometimes it just takes time to move through it. Time is really helpful for this. And I know if you're going through a breakup, it's not easy to hear that because you have no control over time and how long something takes. But I can promise you from a girly who's been through about a million breakups, (laughs) time heals all. Right. And some for certain relationships, it takes longer than others. And I think it's right. Like, so the thing is, like, I absolutely agree with that. Time heals all. And I think time and action, right? Like, Mm. if you're like 
time heals all. So I'm just going to go like take like a bunch of meds and just go sleep this off for three weeks. Then I'm going to feel better at the end of it. Probably fucking not. Probably going to feel exactly the same, but probably very rested and a little bit withdrawal. Um, But right. right, like I'm like time and also like doing things for myself. Right. If I lost things, let's say that like me and my partner were like super into playing tennis together. I'm just thinking of you, Jen. Um, so maybe nice. I'm really into tennis. And then also, never said, like, I need a different doubles partner. And, like, maybe, like, I don't feel ready to, like, go back to that tennis thing. And so then I have to, like, start, like, doing this, like, sailing class. I don't fucking know, right? Like, time and action of, like, if I lost a little bit of myself in that, how do I regain some additional parts of myself? Right? Like, how do I move on to something new and figure out different parts of myself? And maybe I find out I fucking hate sailing. And cool. Then I found out because I took this class. And I wouldn't have known unless I tried. Right. I think that's a piece of it, too, is that like you're not just losing the relationship, you're losing all of the connection and activities that you had in that relationship, right? Like you're grieving so much at the same time. And I think that's one of the hardest things is, is we always talk about like you can't take away a coping mechanism and not replace it with another. And so you're losing all of this connection, right? Like all of this. I'm talking to this person every day. We're doing things together. Your whole life has to change. And so I really, I think sitting down and thinking about what are ways, what are healthy ways that I can replace some of these things. Yeah. And I think something that's really helpful is making it a point to spend time with your friends and connecting with your friends. Mm. Like you got to be around people. And we're talking, right, like, I love what you're talking about, like, you know, like, grieving those parts and, like, parts yourself, you know. The other thing that comes up for me is, like, the grieving of the future I I envisioned with this person. Yes. Right? Like, I'm not just, like, sad about all things that aren't there, but, like, what's the parts of myself I envisioned with them? Maybe I envisioned us getting married or growing old together or sitting on our front porch yelling at kids when they walk on our grass, right? Like, <laughs> any of these things I, like, sort of solve for our future together. Because, like, we do that. Like, don't act like that's not a thing that we do. I even, like, envision, like, you know, life with my puppy when he gets older, right? Like, you know, you you think about these things in the future, and yeah. it doesn't mean you're, like, this crazy, clingy fucking person or whatever bullshit stigmatized thing we do. Although I am all for clingy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just who I am. <laughs> But like you also created this future, whether it was real or not, that is grief that has to be processed. Yes. I thought that I was a little bit set with this person and now I have to re-envision my whole future. And that is really fucking mind blowing. Yes. It really messes with who we are in the identity and the world we start to create for ourselves. Oh, dagger to the heart. Okay. Are you ready? Ready for our next question. You go. Dealer's choice. Back to you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works, but feels right. Like either of us actually know what dealer's choice means. Okay. <laughs> how to go forward with a breakup when you're a people pleaser. Ooh, this is such a hard one and such a good one. The cool thing about being a people pleaser is you get to ch- have every difficult conversation as a challenge for you. <laughs> and a challenge helps you grow. Yeah. So it's so ch- one checking in with yourself, right, of how badly this feels and for what reasons. Right. Like if you're having a massive amount of discomfort, what's that discomfort actually about and pertaining to? Not just that, like, oh, I'm so bad I hurt them. One, am I worried about what that says about me? Am I actually worried about this person? Right. So like sort of breaking down, like, what's the context I'm giving to each to the discomfort? You've had to do this. I, I remember one specific breakup you had to do. 
Yep. Yes, I did. He was he was a lovely fella. So lovely. There was such right. a nice guy. That, right. That was that's the worst part. Almost it's, that's almost nothing, worse sometimes. It, it absolutely is because you don't necessarily have a reason besides this. Just like is not working for me. Um, but the thing I want to reframe for this person of breaking up with someone when you're a people pleaser is you are not doing the other person any good by staying in a relationship where you are not fully in it. Even if they're telling you that. Even if even they're, if they're right. telling you. Like what I was doing to my high school right. boyfriend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Mm. Like it's the relationship at that point is is no longer authentic because you are always questioning it. You're always thinking about, is this right? Does this feel right? You know, I, I don't feel like I'm in this. And so the people pleaser part is kind of the surface level part of this, as opposed to like, this person, yes, it will be painful for them. But if you break up with them when it's an inauthentic relationship, they get the option of moving on and being able to, you know, focus on finding a relationship where the where another person is fully in it, doesn't question it. They have an authentic relationship. So as a people pleaser, if you can reframe this and say, if I really care about this person, even though nothing's wrong, right? They're a good person, but it's not working. If I really care about them, I can let them go. And yeah, I had to do this in grad school. And I remember it was very difficult. I remember sitting on my floor and just like hyperventilating a little bit because we were in a long distance relationship. And and were you, was it just that you were just feeling so bad? Like yeah. what, what was, yeah, what was, okay. Yeah. I just, you know, I. What was the bad? What was the feeling that was the bad? I just, I think I was just fearful of how they were going to respond. You know, I just, it really pains me. I think pains me even more then because I did less of my own work at the time to do anything that was going to make anyone else upset. Like it felt, felt like I, I was doing this to them, which I, which I was right. Like I, I was making this choice that was right for me, but it was of course going to hurt them. And to sit with that is so hard, especially when you don't really have a reason other than this just is not working for me, you know? And so that's, it's just, it's just tough. You know, it's tough on both ends. I read a statistic. I'm going to botch this. I'm not going to tell you what the statistic is because I have no idea, but it was something like a large percentage of people stay in relationships because of the fear of hurting the other person. Mm. And that they stay in those relationships for a long time because they don't want to hurt the other person. Yeah. But I'm going to give you this. How much then are you hurting yourself? Right? There's so much of this. I'm going to put this other person first before myself. And in a healthy relationship, you want both of you to of course, not all the time, but somewhat be getting your needs met and somewhat be happy and be content in the relationship. You're spending all this time putting the other person's needs before yours. Then what kind of a relationship is that? Mm. Oof.
Did you know that billions of plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles end up in landfills every year? I used to contribute to that waste, constantly buying single-use plastic cleaning products without giving it much thought. But then I discovered Blue Land, and it has been a game changer. Blue Land has helped me eliminate the need for single-use plastic and the products I reach for the most. They are reinventing cleaning essentials. Their approach is simple yet revolutionary. Refillable cleaning products with a sleek design that not only looks great on your counter, but also reduces plastic waste significantly. What I love most is the convenience. With Blueland, I never worry about running out of cleaning supplies or lugging bulky bottles from the store. From hand soap to toilet bowl cleaner to laundry tablets that each smell incredible, all Blueland products are made with clean ingredients you can feel good about. I was blown away when I received my first Blueland order. I immediately filled the bottles with water and their tablets, which was so easy to try everything out. And the ingredients are clean, the scents are refreshing, and the packaging is just so cute. Blueland is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine. If you you're ready to make a positive change for the planet without sacrificing cleanliness or convenience, Blueland has you covered. Blueland has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash shrinkchicks. You won't want to miss this. Blueland.com slash shrinkchicks for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash shrinkchicks to get 15% off. I am thrilled that the weather is finally warming up here in Philly. I went to switch out my closet the other day from my fall winter wear to my spring summer wear and noticed that I very much needed a refresh. So thank goodness for Quince that allows me to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I refresh my closet with the high-waisted linen shorts that come in multiple colors and patterns, the comfiest cotton tees, and my latest favorite, the smocked mini dress. And don't miss out on their accessories. Quince has the coolest sunglasses and 14 karat gold jewelry to complete any look. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, making me feel even better about my purchases. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. I want to take a break, but I'm scared of how sad I will be or if he finds someone else. It's possible. It's possible. You don't get to control. If you ask someone for a break, you don't get to control what happens next. And it's true. And is it still the right thing to do to stay in something based on fear and anxiety? Mm. It's true. Doing something different is choosing to go down a road that we haven't walked before. So it's very, very scary. Frankly, it's easier to just stay on the path we've walked before, even if it's discomfort. You're like, ah, well, this one, like I got to walk on like fucking glass and rocks and some Legos, but at least I know kind of how to hop around it. This other one does look like a nice little meadow, but you don't know. You don't know what's down there. There there could be Legos in that meadow. (laughs) There's going to be Legos in that meadow. That's the fucking thing, right? Do not think because it, that you're like, oh, well, I'll find someone else. It'll be that's so great. There's like, no, right. You might think like, oh, I'm going to find someone else. There's no Legos there. There are Legos. Everywhere. It's not perfect anywhere. <laughs> but 
if your body is telling you something, I want to take a break, I want to take a break, or I want to do this, or I want to do that, or one of those things, in some ways, how do you like listen and sort of honor that and also give up control of what that will look like? I would want to know what is the expectation of what this break is going to do, right? Is the break leading just towards a breakup and that it's scary to say, I just want to end this? Or is it, you know, what's the, I guess, what's the goal of the break? Yeah. Right. Is there Mm -hmm. something that you're looking for? Have you expressed that within your relationship, you know, before you're moving towards this break? You know, I just have so many questions about this, about what the goal is, because I think that there can be really productive things that might come out of a break if you have a conversation about it with your partner before then. Mm Of I, you know, I have seen couples take breaks and come back together stronger. And kind of break this cycle of codependency or be able to work on themselves to come back together. So that's something to think about is like, what is this break? What's the goal of this break? Are you going to both take your time to work on yourselves to come back to the relationship to talk about what can we work on within this relationship? Is it just like I need to get out of this and see how I feel? So I would ask kind of the questions around like, what's the goal of this? Yeah. Is indifference towards them ideal, good or good goal? It could be if that's what it is for you. Is indifference toward them ideal good, a good goal? I guess that means like at the end. Sure. If that feels important for you, some people really want to feel love. Some people want to feel all those things. Maybe you do feel indifference and like you've just moved on. You feel nothing. And like, so that's really it's like, is it a good goal for you? Could be. Could be. Some people, because here's the thing, some people and relationships and they're just always angry at that person for whatever they did. Right. Like this person scorned me at this time. Um, And so I am. And I shall always always remember that. And I will hold on to that for the rest of time. Um, Is it a good goal? Uh, As you're saying, I think the question is, is it a good goal for you? How do you feel towards any exes of yours? Me? Yeah. Well, I'm that person if I saw anyone. I only have one breakup in my whole life, and it's a friendship breakup that I would run for the motherfucking hills if I saw this person. Yeah. And you know who I'm talking about. I do. And every other, like any romantic like breakup, I would like run up and give them a big hug. Me and too. Be like, Hello. Every, yeah. Every no time problem. I have seen an ex, yeah, I'm like great. so excited to see them. I ask them yeah. how they're doing. So I guess that's the question. You don't have to get to that point. Right. No. You could just get to indifference. You could hold on to your scorn for the rest of time. So I'll the do question, with that friendship breakup. Right? The question is <laughs> the question is, what's it doing for you? Right. Mm. What is this doing for you? I personally think about breakups, you know, once I get to the point where I'm like, I'm no longer holding feelings for this person, of like we shared good and bad, really important times in my life that have led me to this point. And once again, whether good or bad, I almost like cherish it as like this is something that has um, taken me to the point I am now. Yeah. Now, if there was like significant trauma in the relationship, narcissistic abuse, physical and emotional abuse, right? Like coercion, like any of that type of stuff. Like, you know, we're very so we had cheating. Yeah. But like for me, it wasn't this horrible life altering stuff at the time. It really was now, you know, decades later. I don't care. Yeah. Because but it would right, be very different. A hundred percent. I think. What was that the trauma that happened in the relationship? Yes, if there was trauma in the relationship, if there was a lot of pain that it caused, if you're still working through that trauma too, 
Um, yeah, no, that makes sense <laughs> that that would be really, really hard. Um, and that maybe you wouldn't run up to them and say hi if you saw yeah. them. I, that would make a lot of sense. I would say take care of yourself. Is there a specific amount of time to wait before moving on? I like this question because I think, your... th I, I think that there that everyone kind of wants, oh, is it too soon? Right. Is it too early? Yeah. I think you have to ask what feels right for you. I'm going to be honest. When I first got into a relationship with my husband, he was definitely not over the girl that he was with before. And I could tell. Well, and they had like. They didn't they live together and have no this this was oh, the they girl did. in between oh oh there was a girl in between I'm sorry there was, that's <laughs> I didn't right. realize that he also was a serial dater <laughs> glad you found each other yeah it's really nice it's nice when two serial daters match up so the thing is that I didn't take that personally because I was like I know that your feelings for this person in the past do not have any significance on like how you mm. feel towards me and yeah. I think that that's an important thing to think about is you are able to separate the two. Right. To be like, I had feelings for an ex, but I can also have feelings for someone else. Well, I guess I should reframe that. Are you able to separate the two? Oh. Right. I was able to separate the two. He was able to separate. I, I don't know if that's always the case, right, where it has to be one or the other. So I guess that's the question is, are you able to separate the two? Are you able to still genuinely have feelings for someone and still be getting over lingering feelings. And these could be lingering feelings from like two years ago. They could be lingering feelings that just like pop up for you, that that's okay. There's no, there is no timeline. I don't think, I think that, you know, we get a lot of questions and a lot of people saying like, it's been years and I'm still not over this person. And I think that there's an expectation of like when you get over someone that those feelings have to never pop up, right? They never, mm. thoughts of them never come to your mind. but if they had a significant impact in your life, they're, they're going to come up, right? They're going to pop up. It doesn't matter how much you care or love or married to your next partner. Those feelings might come up and it does not dictate or um, it, it's not a signifier of how you feel about the person you're in a relationship with now or that you're not moving forward or moving on. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So here's my thought. Yeah. I think you mean like sometimes you like, meet someone by chance while you're in a relationship and you decide like I'd like to pursue that person and end this one I just think of consideration generosity do I think you should be like posting it all over Instagram like really causing more harm to somebody no I think you should try to be generous and considerate in your actions yeah um but besides that like no I don't think there's a specific amount of time yeah. but I, I think that there is ways to um have harm reduction yes like towards That's another person Right. Like if you broke yes. up with someone. Yeah. Agreed. I can. If somebody agree. broke up with you and you're like, you want to know what? I just don't want to feel this. So I'm just going to go like hang out with anyone I can. I don't think it's going to give you the satisfaction and grieving you really think it's going to. And I do makes me think about what does that mean for the new partner then of who maybe wants something and wants a partner who's ready to enter into it, not yeah. just someone who's using you to get over someone. So yeah. I just think about like, am I being generous and considerate in my relationships? Yeah. That's and you, you know, if you're the one who was broken up with that, you're going out and you're posting every fucking picture, <laughs> right? Like I am having the best time without you, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though you're going home afterwards and you're like, oh God, like, fuck, I'm sad. I am sad. And, that's, gonna the, still be and sad. that's the thing that that's what we do is like the sadness is so painful. It's so hard. It hurts so much that yeah. 
you know, going out, being with friends, it's a good distraction from the sadness. It's a good distraction. Yeah. Okay, we have to do a dear gem, dead gem. <laughs> dear gem, let's just let's just turn to one person as we're talking about okay. breaking the cycle of codependency. We are now one. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> dear Emma Jen. Yeah, can you speak to different parts of the grieving process after a breakup? There's the expectation piece because I thought he was the one. The rejection piece, the worry about not ever finding anyone else piece, the being the only single one in my friend group piece, the bruised ego piece. Will I ever get all these things? Feeling so stuck and so sad. Any words of wisdom are appreciated. Can we just talk about this person's fucking insight? Emotional intelligence? You are 100, baby. You. You got it. (laughs) You got it. All I can think about is, damn, whoever is like lucky enough to end up with you is fucking lucky as shit. Look at this person talking about, here's a part that hurts. Here's a piece that hurts. Here's this thing. Here's this different avenue. And I don't want it to feel this way. But oh my gosh, your ability to break that down. You're there, honey. You got it. Okay. And I think the question, will I ever get over all of these things. So the fact of the matter is you're processing all of these, which is incredible. Like bravo to you. There will be times where these things pop up for you. Where you will you this is you know will, people always ask us will you ever not feel something? Will you ever get to the point where you never feel any of these things? Mm-hmm. Maybe not. Right? It's possible that these things will continue to pop up right? The rejection and the rejection will pop up in different ways, right? That maybe they will no longer be tied specifically to this relationship. Maybe they will be tied to other things. But what we do know is the more that you allow yourself to process this, the more you allow yourself to go through this, you take care of yourself in it, the more you're going to be able to move through it with grace. And the initial feelings of it that are very, very challenging. And so the thing that I do want to say is while you're going through this, it is essential that you're doing the things you need to do to take care of yourself because they're so painful. I mean, I think it's also right. They're asking about the grieving process. And like, we always do really talk about this in terms of an ocean wave. At the beginning, it's going to smack you on your ass every fucking day. Every day, the expectation piece is going to hurt. The rejection piece is going to hurt. The worry piece is going to hurt. But slowly and surely, the waves will knock you down less. The tide goes out. They become more gentle. But grief can come up sporadically, right? Like, do I think it's ever going to fully go away? Maybe not. But I think it's going to hurt way less. And I think it's going to knock you down way, way less. And each day, that's what you look for. This hurts a little bit less than yesterday. This piece I feel a little bit different about. This piece I feel a little bit different about, right? When I can break it down, it is much easier to navigate. Wow. Or you just never go into the ocean again. (laughs) That sounds like a really solid way to end up lonely and yet (laughs) self-protected. Just kidding. I just don't like the ocean in general. I know you don't like the ocean. Neither (laughs) does Nikki. The two of you. Just, you're just like, you're not like a, you know me, I'm a water girly. I'm not a strong swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have yes. to come save me. I am not a strong swimmer. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's, but that's, that's it for that's, that's the That's it for the episode. <laughs> Jen will learn to swim. We will all learn to heal. And that will be it for all of us. Wow. Um, we cannot thank you enough for coming to this week's episode and listening to this episode of uh, Street Chicks. Jen, will you uh, call us out? 
Oh, God. You, every single time. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, if you're going through a breakup, we love you. You will get through this. Take good care of yourself. If you have a friend that's going through a breakup and would appreciate this episode, send it on over to them. Always remember to rate, review, and subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts. If you are looking for a therapist, we have therapists available in California, Massachusetts, Florida, Delaware, uh, New York, Pennsylvania. Am I missing anything? New Jersey. New Jersey. And we are opening up a beautiful new Philadelphia office. Um, and we also have an office in Westchester. Uh, feel free to reach out to the therapy group. And thank you so much for listening. And never forget to grow yourself. You got to know yourself. Thanks so we love much. Love you. We'll see you next week. <laughs>